Today's guest is slow fashion pioneer Christian Hansen, and we are talking about ethical fashion and sustainability in the clothing industry. Ethical fashion is important to our health because it can help to prevent many of the present day issues such as chemical related health problems, as well as the environmental damage done by fast fashion. In addition, it's important because we want to prevent unsafe working conditions for others. So make sure to stay tuned and listen in as we talk about how to be ethically fashionable. Welcome to A Healthy Bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on The Dish with Rebecca Huff. So Christian, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about how you got into the slow clothing and ethical fashion movement. Sure. So I've been kind of, I've been in the fashion industry for five or six years now, actually almost seven now. I originally kind of started the way that everyone did in in retail. I started to kind of climb the ladder. I was going to business school at the time and I got a job in sourcing and materials. I grew up traveling. So I had a lot of experience in traveling and international business. And so I started working for a, a large fast fashion company and they sent me on these different sourcing trips to basically go and check out different factories, go and tre- check out, you know, different materials and fabrics and, you know, different things for different collections that they were considering in the future. And to be completely honest, it was horrifying. It was the the worst of the worst of humanity and some of the, the worst conditions that you could even imagine back to back to back and the prices that people were paying for these clothes versus what it was costing to manufacture versus what these laborers were being paid versus the quality of these materials. It was shocking. And I, at that point, kind of made it my life's mission to try and do do it right. Because I met a lot of great people along the way that said, it doesn't have to be this way. This is how you could do it better. This is how some people are doing it better. And so from that day forward, I figured, okay, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to take everything that I learned and I'm going to do it the right way. So rather than go down the fast fashion route, we've gone down the slow fashion route and try and create everything sustainably, ethically, using only manufacturers and, and facilities that we ourselves can go and vet and peek around every corner and make sure that when we deliver a product to our consumers, and we say, hey, this is a sustainable, ethically created product. I know for a fact that that is the truth. And that's something that's very deeply important to us. So that's kind of a little bit of a long-winded about how we got into it and how we got started. So basically, you let your conscience be your guide. Essentially, yeah. I, I feel like if a lot of people did that, the world would be a little bit of a better place. Wow. I, I, as you were telling me how you got started, I really could feel the pain of going and seeing those things in person. I have had a couple of experiences with seeing the waste in fast fashion. One time I went into a very popular intimate apparel clothing store and mm-hmm. not really thinking about fast fashion or anything like that. I went to purchase a couple of things and there was another cashier standing at the counter cutting up underwear, like literally taking scissors and cutting up perfectly good clothing. And I was like, what are you doing? I was so shocked that someone would tear up a perfectly good, you know, piece of clothing. And she said, Oh, "Oh, it's a return. We have to cut them up. I was just shocked. And then I started looking into it after that. And I was amazed. So 
Can you tell us a little bit? I mean, that's just like one tiny tip of the iceberg that I saw. Tell me what what do we mean when we say ethical fashion or what what do you consider sustainable? I mean, because everyone has different ideas of sustainability. You see a lot of clothing brands that say, oh, we're sustainable. But when you look into it, you know, maybe they're not so sustainable by our definition. So can you tell me a little bit about what you mean by those terms? Absolutely. Now, I think at the very essence is that, you know, it's, it's really important, I think, to be very transparent with people in the sense that manufacturing anything isn't sustainable. And that's just the grand reality of things. Anytime we create something new, there is a cost and there is a carbon cost and there is human capital involved and there is literally a monetary cost. And you'll hear a lot of brands and a lot of people say things like, you know, zero emissions of this and, you know, completely sustainable manufacturing in this. That's that doesn't exist. But what does exist is doing it the best way that we can possibly do with our current given technology. And what that means is not just doing it in one of the 10 steps that it takes to produce something so that you can slap a label on the product that says sustainable. Maybe you're buying sustainable fabric, right? And that's the you know the, the starting point. But where did the cotton come from? That made that fabric was that cotton created in a war-torn country where people potentially aren't even being paid to pick that cotton because slavery is a major issue in the global cotton trade to this day so is that cotton certified could you tell me where that cotton comes from the answer for most brands is no but they're fabric is sustainable because the way that it was, you know, created in the weaving house in the European country that they bought it from was sustainable. So for me, creating sustainable clothing means understanding your impact at every single step of the creation process from the seed going into the ground that creates your cotton to the final packaging that your your customers end up receiving when you deliver that package. Do you understand the climate cost? Do you understand the human capital cost? And do you understand basically from, from point A to point Z, what it took to create this product before making those statements about sustainability? So to me, if a brand goes out of their way and says, we've done, we're using sustainable materials, we're working on trying to find better ways to source cotton, we're working on trying to fa- find better ways you know, for wastewater reduction, those kinds of things. That says to me, they understand their process. And that's significantly better than hiding behind a label. So that would probably be my definition of of creating clothing sustainably. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really a lot for a consumer to think about someone's just going to buy jeans and they, you know, they care about the environment and they care about other people and other countries in the world in general, but they're in a hurry and they just have to get some clothes. So Absolutely. in what way do you think? I mean, truthfully, and I I understand transparency. I think it's great and I'm all for it. I do a lot of personal looking into the clothing brands that I purchase from, but just, you know, for the average consumer, how do we identify these brands that are sustainable? How do we find ethical fashion just for the average person? It's a huge challenge. And to be honest, it's, it's on the brands to be better. There is so much of, you know, what a lot of people call greenwashing, um, you know, the idea of trying to label something as sustainable when in reality, it's not. There, there was a big lawsuit in recent years where, you know, large sustain or large fast fashion brands were labeling, this is a sustainable product. 
And they literally meant the tag that that statement was printed on. They were literally talking about the paper. It was recycled paper. They weren't talking about the actual shirts or whatever else it was on there. And they went to court and they won. And it's, it's a unbelievable disservice to consumers. So for me, if, if I was just to basically say to people, look, through the grand scheme of things is it's a really tricky rock in a hard place ideology right now. I don't blame people for buying fast fashion. It's affordable. People, a lot of people don't have tons of expendable income right now with the way that kind of, the, you know, the world is moving. Inflation is rampant. Jobs, people are losing their jobs left, right, and center. I get it. If someone says, I only have $20 to spend on jeans right now, I am buying the $20 jeans. But the reality is we got to think about, do we need these things? And is there a way to potentially invest in a better version. So mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in longevity and investing in a product if possible. So rather than buying a $20 pair of jeans five times a year because they don't last, invest in that 80 to $100 pair of jeans if you can plan it, if there's ways that you can do it. That's why with us, we try and break, we have the option to break things up into four payments. But the grand scheme of things is if you just look at the price tag, the price tag essentially tells you whether it's sustainable or not. If you're buying a shirt for $5, I'm, I'll tell you truthfully, the cheapest material that you can buy at the cheapest fabric market on the planet, that's probably $1.50, maybe $2 of that cost. So where did those $3 go? How much did they pay the person who made that? How much did they pay the person who dyed that? How much did they put in terms of packaging and shipping and getting it to the point that it was in your hands? $3 doesn't go that far in the grand scheme of things. So as unfortunate as it is, look at the price tag. And if there are ways that you can, you know, find ways to invest in better products, that would be my number one suggestion. They're going to last longer. They're better for the world. They're better for your closet. And they may feel like they're worse for your budget at first, but the grand scheme of things, they're not. Seriously. I agree with that so much. And actually just last week, I was shopping with my 14-year-old daughter who's just starting to care mm -hmm. about the clothes that she wears. And I took her yeah. to what I consider a you know pretty sustainable clothing company in the jeans. The well, they weren't really jeans, they were a corduroy, but what she was wanting to get were like $120. And she was like, yeah. Yikes, mom, I don't want you to spend this much money. And I'm like, look, you are happy with just a few outfits like she'll wear the same pair of pants over and over with you know whatever and so I was like I would much rather spend this much on one pair of pants that you're going to wear repeatedly until you outgrow them than to buy you a bunch of them from I won't throw anyone under the bus but there's a lot of things on TikTok and Instagram reels where people buy uh these loads of clothing from a particular overseas fast fashion brand. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, but you know, and she's not interested in having hordes of clothing either. She has a specific taste, but she and I had a great conversation about how it is better to own one quality item than 10 items that are going to fall apart the first time you wash them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, and that's brilliant. I mean, there's this, you know, this big resurgence right now in, in the ideology of having a capsule closet, the idea oh, of yeah. having 10 incredibly interchangeable basics that you can mix and match like 50 different outfits with a good pair of blue jeans can be a part of 
20 different outfits. It's very easy to style into a variety of different things. So why buy, you know, every three months, a pair of $20 jeans that you tear a hole in the thighs or they don't work or you don't like them or they don't fit properly and constantly replace those. If you were just to stack up all those, you know, all the clothes that you're discarding every single year, simply because they're falling apart, it's that's one person's, you know, output. So I love that. I, I, I really appreciate that you're teaching that to the, the next generation because that's, that's so important moving forward in fashion. Right. I agree. Two things that I thought of. One, I think if you do like to have a ton of clothing, you know, maybe consider buying secondhand. That's one tip for people who are on a limited budget or who prefer to have a lot of different pieces of clothing. Secondhand is pretty sustainable. And then the other thing I think, you know, with jeans, like I, I buy good sustainable quality jeans and I don't wash them every single time I wear them. If they're not dirty, Absolutely. I mean, jeans are durable and they're pretty resistant to stains. Don't you agree? I think that you can make a pair of jeans last a long time if you take good care of them. And that doesn't mean wash them every single time you wear them. Absolutely. On our jeans, we have a care label and, and, you know, the care label that everyone has, you know, the confusing little symbols that very basically right. nobody knows what they mean. And then we've put them in, in, I, we have a little section that just says, not in confusing symbols. Don't wash these every time you wear them. Really? Wash them as little as possible. Because there's, like you're saying, the grand scheme of things, unless you're going out and working in them, you know, and you're doing something that you're sweating and all this, you're going for a night out and you're wearing your good blue jeans. They don't need to go in a laundry basket. That denim, that material, that weave, it's designed to, to hold its own. I promise you don't smell bad. And the more you wash them, the more they break down, essentially, especially with heat. A lot of people don't consider that now that, you know, stretch materials are in, stretch, stretch denim, stretch everything. That stretch ultimately comes from polyester or elastane or tensile and in more sustainable brands. That stuff is very, very damaged by heat. The more you basically put those blue jeans in the hot washer, in the hot water, all of those pieces, basically all of the binding material in your jeans are breaking down mm -hmm. and they're not going to last. People get holes in the thighs. They get holes all over the place. And they're like, oh, why aren't my jeans lasting? Where are you putting them in the wash every day at a hundred degrees and then putting them in the dryer at 200 degrees and then putting them right on your body <laughs> and walking outside into the cold? That's why they're breaking every time. Right. Right. So unless you're like mucking out a horse stable, no real reason to wash them every time. And I actually don't put my jeans in the dryer. I hang them to dry because one, it saves Great electricity, idea. not using the dryer and it makes my jeans last longer. So you mentioned your jeans and the label. Can you tell us about your jeans and like what, what's special about them? Absolutely. So essentially our, our jeans movement was built on TikTok. It was built on the idea of just asking people, what do you want? I bought a pair of women's jeans at a thrift shop secondhand. I love, I love shopping at thrift stores. I think it's great to give products a second life. And I bought a pair of jeans that I thought looked fantastic. It was in the middle of the pandemic. So there was no changing rooms, just bought them $7. Great, great name brand. Walked away, put them on the next day and was walking to the Metro. And uh, I'm trying to put my wallet in my pocket. And it wouldn't fit in my pocket. And I'm like, oh my God, these are women's jeans. Okay. 
that's that's okay sure i'm six foot three so typically just expect them to be men's jeans if they look like they fit because typically there aren't <laughs> you know my inseam in, in women's clothing and uh, yeah so i'm like okay cool so i made a tiktok and i just said ladies is this like what you live with or do your pockets suck this badly i'm 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 really sorry is this for real or is it just these pants <laughs> And it went very viral and all of the women of the world, basically millions of people reached out and were like, yes, they suck. They suck. They're awful. And so I said, Hey, I'll make you jeans. I'm already in the sustainable fashion industry. I had never made jeans. I had been intending to tell me what you want. And we made a form and over 700,000 people let us know what they wanted. And so we spent two months going through these suggestions And we built a pair of jeans. And to answer your question about what makes them different, we're built basically for function and fit. You know, we found that the vast majority of people fall outside of a traditional size range, or they fall in between sizes, or they fall in a strange arbitrary number, especially in the women's, you know, fashion industry, where you're talking about who, what, what is a, what even is a size 10? What, What does that even mean? And no one even knows what that means. And why are you a 10 in one brand and a 12 in another and an eight and some in a three in another? How does that even work? Or a 36 so, or a 32 in a different sizing scale. Exactly. Exactly. And so what we've decided to do basically is we built a huge size range, the biggest size range on the market. We've built a gene that is adaptable and flexible. We're using a system of gussets in the thigh area and in the hips and the thighs. It's a, a double reinforcement. So for the people that typically blow out the thigh area, we've got extra basically seams and fabric there to ensure that that doesn't happen. We've got a gusset on the side of your hip to ensure that there's a better fit in the hip section for women that have different shapes. There are basically different shapes, different ratios from waist to hips. We have all of that taken into consideration. The waistband is adjustable, so you can pull them in or out two inches. So depending upon, say, the time of the month or depending upon, say, you go out and you eat or you drink and you're like, these are definitely feeling a little tight. You can pull them in or out externally. And they're all ethically and sustainably made by an amazing family-run fifth-generation manufacturer in Italy. So we use Italian fabrics manufactured in Italy. Um, great people. I'm just there last week. I'm going back there on Thursday to check in on production. And uh, that's really at the core of, of what we're trying to do is make sure that when you receive those genes, you were a part of that whole process. You told us what you wanted. You've seen us test these fabrics. You've seen, I'm bringing you inside the factory. I'm showing you <laughs> who's cutting and sewing these beads. So that's really at the core of our project, ultimately what we've tried to create. I love that. That's incredible. I did read your story, I think bits and pieces of it on your website. I don't have TikTok, but that's amazing and so awesome that you were able to reach so many people. And I think I read your jeans sold out the first time. Tell me a little bit about it. We did. How did it go? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, our goal with their first launch, we called it our soft launch. Essentially, we're trying to create a system that's never been this never happened before. There's really no mass scaled, slow fashion system. And the idea of people putting in an order and us creating specifically for them, like you mentioned earlier, you know, we don't ever want to be one of those brands that's cutting up perfectly good products that has products sitting in a warehouse that basically get sent to a landfill because they're unsold. So being part of a slow fashion system means we don't guess 
we create for you. If there's a pair of jeans that has been sent to you, it's been made because you ordered them. You told us what you needed. We took your sizing, we matched you to a size and those jeans were made for you. And so we wanted to make sure that the system actually worked. So the first, first launch we basically just tried to put a cap on the numbers. We did one style in a couple of different rises and three different colors. And the idea was just, hey, let's see if there's interest and we'll put a cap on it. And at the end, if we sell out, great. If we don't, no problem. And then at the end of this month in October, we're launching five new cuts and new colors and rises as well. Wow, that is amazing. So if someone's listening and they wanted to get a pair of jeans, what what's the process? How do, how do we find you and how do we go about getting us a pair of sustainable jeans? For sure. So you, you can go to our website, slowjeans, slojeans.co.co, or you find me on TikTok. I'm sure there will be some links, but the, the process is, is a little bit unique. And, you know, we've, we're trying to really educate people on, you know, what it means to create something in a slow fashion system. So when you come on, it's, it's all about sizing for us because one of the number one least sustainable things about e-commerce and buying things online is returns and exchanges. And so we have returns and exchanges if you need it. But the number one problem with selling massive amounts of things, I go and I send you a package, you don't like it, you send it back to me, I send you another one. That's a lot of carbon burn. Mm -hmm. So sizing and ensuring that we're getting you the perfect fit the first time is very important. So coming onto our website, you have three different sizing options. You can measure yourself. We'll show you exactly how you can measure yourself. If you have a tape measure, where on your body that you need to do that, you can just submit those four measurements to us. We have a 3D sizing system where if you have a smartphone, you can take two photos of yourself using our software and we can collect 80 measurements of your body with about 97% accuracy. We take those measurements and we match you to the perfect size. Or if you're like me and you are a very standard size, I am a 34, 34, just about everywhere. You can also shop by those sizes. And so basically you come on, you get size and you build your jeans. You tell us what color you'd like. You tell us what rise you'd like. You tell us what cut you'd like, and we will create that for you. Again, those jeans are being made specifically for you. And so you have that option where everything is always in stock because it will be created for you in Italy and sent to you as quickly as we possibly can. I could not love that anymore. Okay. So yeah. I can go to slowjeans.co and get do all my measurement things and I can get on the list to get a pair of jeans when you do your next production, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Okay. exactly. Definitely going to do that. So if you're listening and you want a pair of jeans too, all of Christian's links are going to be in the show notes. So make sure to go to thatorganicmom.com and find all of the links to look at Christian's website and see these jeans and order yourself a pair. I love everything that you told me about your company and the reason you started it. I just feel a real kindred spirit with you about your care for the earth and the people that live on it. So I just want to say thank you so much for what thank you've you. done, what you're doing, and thank you for being a part of my podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me and, and helping us spread the word. It's it's always great to connect with like-minded people and like-minded listeners. And you know, the the 
it kind of feels a little helpless sometimes, right? Especially in this industry. And when these fast fashion companies are pumping out 50 collections a year. And so I really appreciate people like you and people who listen, you know, to, to just thank you for caring because it's very easy to not care. And mm-hmm. so if, if you're listening to this, that's phenomenal. And you are an amazing person. So thank you very much. Right. I think we need to start a new movement, the anti-hall. <laughs> exactly. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, to me, it's, I, I just wish we moved back towards, you know, the way that they made clothes in, you know, the early 1900s, late 1800s, where it was a, it was an experience. You know, you went to a tailor or a seamstress and you had a suit made or you had pants made or you had a dress made and it was made specifically for yes. you. And it was made to last a long time. And there was, you know, we still have that prestige in, you know, tailored suits from these different places, but I don't understand why that doesn't extend into everything else. And I think it's largely because the fast fashion industries, you know, they have their hands on everything, but the anti-hall would be, you know, it'd be great because we, we want to make clothes for you. And that's way more personal than going on and buying 25, $3 t-shirts. For real, Christian, seriously, when my dad was alive, when I was a young girl, Mm. That was a long time ago, but when I was young, my dad had his clothing tailored. He had tailored shirts and tailored Mm -hmm. suits. And do you know that when he died, he could still wear the suits that were made for him whenever I was a little girl. So I have photos of my dad in handmade, you know, Mm tailor-made clothing when I was in like second grade. And then when I was in my 40s, he was still wearing those suits and button-up shirts that some seamstress in his town had made for him. And that's the way clothing should be. You know, he didn't have to replace Absolutely. his entire wardrobe every season because he had clothing that was quality made and that fit him. And of course, he stayed slender all of his life. So he didn't have the thing that, <laughs> that a lot helps. of us women have where <laughs> we kind of start you know, needing bigger clothes, but at the same time, you know, he took care of his clothing and they were well-made and they lasted. And I think that's what you're doing. And I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Please write and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.